Social Zoom Factor, episode 32. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey there, Zoomers. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. I am so honored that you are here with me today and taking time out of your busy day or evening to hang out with the marketing nut. And boy, are we going to get nutty today about one of my favorite ever social networks called Twitter. You know, the one with the little cute bluebird and the limitation that we can only communicate in 140 characters. And I know that drives some people crazy, but trust me, if you give Twitter a chance, it really can do some absolutely amazing things for your business. And so today we are going to talk about exactly that. And I'm going to share with you 12 of my favorite things that Twitter can do to benefit your business and your life with a huge focus on your business. So this is in our Twitter for Business series that we just kicked off. Yesterday's podcast was Twitter for Business in a nutshell. So I encourage you to check that out and I will point you to all kinds of resources as we go through this. And it is good to know that we are soon going to be launching some courses on this topic as well. And so we are going to have some deep dive crash Zoom courses to help our audiences and our community learn Twitter once and for all. And not just learn the tools of Twitter. I can easily teach you how to send a tweet and follow people and that type of thing. But we're really going to be focusing in on how you can actually leverage Twitter and some of the other social networks to drive real business and live benefit. And trust me, I am as big, if not more of a geek than most of you that are out there. I am truly 50% marketing and 50% geek, exactly as my bio says out on Twitter and across the interwebs. But I love a tool. I love technology. I love shiny objects. And I have moved myself away from my addiction with shiny objects over the past five years, I would say. And I've really learned to focus also on the art of social media and the art of these tools and technology. So as we go through these benefits today and in everything that I ever talk to you about, I'm always going to also bring that art side because truly success comes from balancing both art and science when it comes to marketing, when it comes to business, when it comes to social media. And that is particularly true with social media because it's so easy for you to get addicted to the tools. And we have had clients come to us who have been online for years and trying to make things work and listening to the advice of other agencies and consultants. And they are just falling victim to too much focus on tools. And so they have a platform that they've launched. They know how to use Twitter. They know how to use Facebook. But the issue is they have not aligned it to their business goals and they have not aligned and understood their audience and their needs.
needs. So everything we're talking about today in regard to the type of benefits that you can have from social media and Twitter assumes that you already have taken the time to develop your plan, to know your audience, and to do a lot of the other things that I've been teaching you on these podcasts. And so if you have not already listened to the podcast I mentioned from yesterday, the Twitter for Business in a Nutshell, I really encourage you to maybe even listen to that one first and then listen to why Twitter for Business and what are the benefits of it. It just depends on where you are. If you're looking to be sold first on why you should even care about Twitter, then this might be the first podcast you want to listen to. So let's go ahead and let's get started in talking about what are some of these actual benefits. And I'll share a little bit of my story. I shared more of it on the most recent podcast. But how I got started in social media was really over 15 years ago back in corporate America. And I worked 15 years in corporate and I've been out since late 2009, 2010 is when I ventured out to become an entrepreneur. But even when I was working in corporate, we were doing social long before it was called social media. We were just doing things the hard way. And I can date myself clear back to when the internet first came around. And I remember I was working at GE Capital at the time, and we were teaching people how to just leverage the internet. And I remember we did a lot of work in the mortgage and insurance industry. And I can remember teaching people how to use a mouse, teaching them how to scroll, you know, and moving some of these mortgage and loan processors and insurance folks away from DOS and saying, you know, there's this little scroll bar and now you can see an entire screen. And to be honest, they hated it. And so we had to actually design websites where we would tab and it would load another page and they would have to wait to load another page because they just could not get the concepts of these things scrolling. So I just had a blast riding this wave of the technology evolution. And I worked at companies from startups to big companies. I worked at Sun Microsystems for seven and a half years, did some work at Storage Tech in the big data virtualization. I worked at Hitachi Data Systems and the list goes on. And we were building communities back then so we could better service our customers, so we could better understand our customers, so we could do market research, so we could better humanize our brand. And so we could create subscription models of services where we could help upsell from a free end user type of product up all the way up to a corporate enterprise type evergreen type of contract. And any of you who have ever worked in a services type of environment like I did at Sun, I know you can absolutely relate to what I'm talking about. And we were humanizing brands decades ago. Brand humanization was not created by Mark Zuckerberg or any hashtag that's out there today. Those of us who understand business and who have been doing business for years we know business is all about relationships. We know social media should be all about relationships. But there's just something funny going on where people are hopping on Twitter and they're hopping on Facebook and they're forgetting these business 101 things that we all learned when we were kids playing outside. Remember playing outside with our friends? It was about relationships. If you weren't nice to the kid down the street and his buddy, you weren't going to be invited to come play with him the next time. And social media is very much the same way. And it enables us to meet so many new people and build relationships that can really help our business. So let's dig in and talk about this a little bit. So one of the first benefits is that it 
is an amazing way for you to connect with new people. And you can connect with people that you would not be able to meet otherwise. And back in the day before we had social media, you would have to buy a list or you would have to get a contact list from somewhere, probably purchase that list or through your networking efforts and capabilities, you would identify who was the right person for you to contact at this organization. And then you would have to go do the research for how would you get in contact with that person. And then you would have to try to make it through their secretary and whoever else was guarding their phone and their email system, right? Nowadays, you can reach out to people via one tweet. There's not always an administrative person that's monitoring that Twitter conversation. A lot of times you can reach out and relate and talk to people at midnight, at eight in the morning, any time of day to some of these C-level executives, directors, executive directors, all the way down to end users of products. So it enables you to cast what my partner in life and business, Josh Moore, and his Twitter handle is Josh ROI Nut. He calls it a fishing net. Twitter is like this huge fishing net that you can just cast out and then let people that are organically attracted to your brand just swim their way to you. And they are going to swim their way to you as you are kind of throwing out bites and nuggets of things that taste good to them. So it could be content, it could be conversation, it could be relevant pieces of information that they can read and listen to and subscribe to, to help grow their business and to enhance their life. And so if you look at it that way, and that it is an opportunity for you to meet new people and focus on those relationships not just selling, then it changes your whole mindset on what and how you approach social media and particularly Twitter. Because number two is that you can absolutely expand your reach and you can reach large number of people much faster than you can do through some traditional marketing. Now, there is obviously both art and science with this, and you're going to need to build your platform and your following over time. It's not going to happen overnight. And I have over 200,000 people that follow me on Twitter today, but not all of them see every single tweet that I send. So just because I send a tweet, it doesn't mean that 200,000 people are seeing that specific tweet at that specific time. And there's a lot of information that is up for debate as to how long of a life a single tweet has. And you will hear some people say, well, it's only 10 seconds you have. That's the life of the tweet. And so you need to make sure that you are tweeting the same thing all the time. If you have a blog post you're trying to promote, you need to promote that over a course of a week, 20 times a day, because that tweet only lasts 10 seconds. And I can show you case study after case study where that is just simply not true. If you are focusing on providing real value to your audience and you are building an audience that is sitting on the edge of their seat, wanting to hear everything that you have to say, then they will dig through your tweets. Sometimes I'm really surprised at how far back people go into my tweets and are able to retweet them. They will find tweets from weeks, months, and years ago, and they will bring those to the forefront. They will do searches on hashtags and different type of search terms. We have our Twitter chat on Twitter called Get Real Chat. 
and you can just go search for the hashtag pound get real chat. And we meet every single Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And we all just help each other grow in both business and life. I encourage you to check that out. We have hundreds of people that tweet into that every single week. It's one of the largest and most powerful Twitter chats there is on Twitter. And we have guests ranging from IBM to AT&T to UPS and the list goes on who have all come onto our platform to help educate our audiences and share some best practices to help them. We have some amazing guests coming up soon. But that type of environment can really help you meet new people, which we said was the first benefit. And it can also help you expand your reach because it is a captured audience. And a tweet chat is something that happens one hour. It's a scheduled time and you're able to just connect with an amazing group of people where you can connect on a human level and then really be able to figure these things out. They're a great way for you to learn Twitter and get a feel for how Twitter works in an environment that is a little less overwhelming than what it would normally be. Next benefit is that it enables even small businesses to compete with the big dogs. And what I mean by this is small business can compete with the big business. And even with big business, we work with some Fortune 50, Fortune 100 brands. They have a lot of the same struggles that small business does. And even though they may have hundreds of thousands of employees, employees, many of those organizations and marketing teams are still just learning Twitter. They're just getting started. And so we do a lot of help with both business, large and small, and helping them get online. So we help them establish their core brand. We help them establish their goals and objectives. We help them develop a strategy for how they are going to inspire and connect with their audiences and help their audiences achieve their goals and also achieve their own business goals. Works almost like magic. Although there is no magic pill to social media, there are no solutions that are cookie cutters. It is something you just need to invest in and grow your brand and your results over time. But it gives small business a level playing field and it enables you to build a platform where you can truly become the media. You have an opportunity to become the media and to share your platform with others who are within your community. And so you can compete like you never could compete before against some of the bigger media platforms and that type of thing. And even my own personal blog at pammarketingnut.com, when I launched that, within six months, we were top of charts for so many different categories and blog rankings out there. And that very much was related to the success we were having with social media and with Twitter, that we had already built up a following of people who liked our content and were at the edge of their seat for almost every tweet that we sent. And as we have launched new platforms over the last few years, every single one of them just kicks off faster. A great example of this is our social Zoom Factor platform, which is where all of the podcasts are hosted for this podcast you're listening to now. Within less than a month of launching that platform, all of the stats and rankings for that blog had already kicked butt over some of the other sites that we own, including our marketing agency site. And much of that was just related to our success with social media and to the fact that we were delivering amazing content. And people are really excited to be hearing 
my voice now and to be excited about a lot of the guests that we're bringing onto the platform. And it's a change from what we were doing, which is traditional blog content. But it's another case study for how when you invest in platform and you invest in an integrated structure that enables you to tie together these different platforms. And we're going to talk about that at the end of this podcast today. It enables you to just ignite the success for everything you do. And that's why you are able to compete so much better than you could have before against some of the big guys. And so we've had some of the big media platforms come to us wanting to get content on our platform. We have a lot of the authors that are at some of the biggest media platforms out there always asking us to retweet or share their content. And there's a lot of rankings when you go look at some of even the big media sites that even the Pam Marketing Nut little blog is kicking butt on them. And I can get anywhere from, you know, 50 to 800 plus clicks on one tweet that I send. And so there is power in that when I can drive that many people to my properties and whatever content is behind that link, that is absolutely monetizable. And that is when you truly start to be able to compete because you are becoming a trusted resource and you are becoming the media. So that is a huge benefit that you cannot overlook. And even if you're just getting started right now, just know this can happen to you. We all started at square one. We all started with no followers. There was a day I would lose followers faster than I would get them. And I talk about that in the most recent podcast I did on Twitter for business in a nutshell. You'll have to take a listen and check it out. Next benefit, number four, is that you are able to better service and connect with your customers. So you can both improve your customer service and you can also extend your customer service. And I have a great case study just yesterday. I have been trying to get a hold of our school district here in Florida, and I live in Orlando, and we have had a problem with an after-school program that I have not been able to get a hold of the right person in order to properly get my child registered, and it was just nightmare after nightmare. You know how those things go with paperwork not getting to where it needed to be, and so over the course of the last couple weeks, I have left numerous voicemails trying to get a hold of somebody at the school district, trying to get somebody to call me back. I finally had enough yesterday and I sent a tweet. And remember, I have 200,000 people that follow me on Twitter. So I sent a tweet. Within five minutes, I got a response from their Twitter account and it gets better. They gave me a special number that I called for Osceola County School District And I called that number and it must have been the same gal who sent the tweet because I told them my name. I didn't even have to share with them my problem. And they knew I had two questions because I had tweeted it and a reply to them when they asked me what I needed. And so they knew my question and they answered it. And so when I got on the phone, she said, okay, I understand you have a question with this. And then I know that you need help with this registration. And so they have now been helping me expedite the issue to resolution. We'll see if it gets resolved. But the fact of the matter is they were able to improve process. They were able to extend service above what is ever happening with their other folks who are not answering their phone or replying to voicemails and calling people back. This person on Twitter was able to at least acknowledge my problem. So that's a huge win in my book. And depending on how this turns out with them, I'm likely going to invite them to come 
onto this podcast to talk to us about how that actually happened and just talk that through with them because I was very impressed. So you can think about Twitter and just serving your audience and don't always think about it as yourself because it's not just about you. So think about serving new people. Think about serving your existing customers and how can you build your brand in a way that enables you to just provide that best communication and service that you possibly can. I have multiple case studies of this. You can check out my blog as well. There was one I had from a while back with AT&T based on some amazing customer service that they were able to give me that all started on Twitter and then they followed through all the way and I never had to pick up the phone and talk to anybody. They just solved my problem. And that's what it's about. You know, when you think about social service and leveraging Twitter, you need to think about end-to-end resolution and not just a way that you're going to pass somebody off to a phone number that is going to do the same thing as if they were to call you and nobody calls them back. It really is about how are you going to transform that service model by leveraging these tools and technologies. You can listen, you can hear the conversations, and you can know what is being said about your brand in such a way that you would never be able to hear it before. And then it's up to you how much you're going to go ahead and take the initiative to solve those problems. Number five is all about the power of community and the power of relationships. And Twitter just gives you an amazing opportunity for you to establish relationships really quickly. You can ignite that conversation from just one single tweet. And then it's up to you where that relationship goes. And the key is to make sure that you have your eyes and ears on understanding What is the relationship that person is wanting from you? When they first meet you, they're not thinking, I'm going to go buy from this person. They may not even be wanting to buy anything. They may be just hopping on Twitter looking for somebody to inspire them and help them and educate them. They may be looking to find a job. Who knows? But anyway, your goal should just be to inspire and connect with other people. So we always say inspire, connect, achieve inspire your audiences to connect with you with the goal of helping them achieve their objectives. When you help them achieve their objectives, you achieve yours. Inspire, connect, achieve. But Twitter will enable you to ignite those relationships because you can talk to people when you normally wouldn't be able to get a hold of them because you do not have to send an email. You don't have to send an inbox request through LinkedIn. You don't have to ask their permission to talk to them. You can just send a tweet. Now, it's up to them whether they are going to respond to you and don't get your feelings hurt if they don't respond to you because you need to take the time to nurture those relationships. And one of the best things you can do if you are looking to establish new relationships is to share other people's content. So go create a list of 10 people you would like to meet via Twitter and find those people online. Make sure that they are on Twitter or otherwise this shouldn't be the people you want to meet on Twitter. But find them on Twitter and then start connecting with them. If they have a blog, share their content. Go comment on their blog. Talk to them about the things they're already talking about. Join the conversation that they're already having, but make sure you are not butting in. You are not interrupting. And I encourage you to check out a recent podcast I did on how to stop interruption marketing and make sure that you are serving and providing value at every brand touch point. But when you're thinking about building community, Twitter gives you an amazing way to build community. And I talked a little bit ago about our Get Real chat. 
Twitter chats are an amazing way to build community. And that's why you're seeing so many of those taking off. And I will be doing a podcast and some more resources will be provided very soon on Twitter chats. But remember that people don't buy things, they join things. So they're not necessarily looking to buy something from you. They want to join something. They want to be part of something that is bigger than what they are individually and what you and I are individually. Give them something to join. And that's what communities do. Take those communities offline. Take those communities to other social networks and enable Twitter to just be that fishing net you're throwing out there that enables you to attract those right people to you organically and then enable you to continue that conversation in such a natural and organic way consistently. Next thing, which is number six, is enhancing and humanizing your brand. So that's a huge benefit of Twitter because you are able to connect one-on-one with other humans. And I encourage you to check out a series we have on this. You can go to socialzoomfactor.com slash talk human to me. But I also have written some posts on this topic and I will link to them at the bottom of the show notes page for this podcast. You can check out a recent podcast that I did called Brand Humanization in a Nutshell. And it's a 10-minute podcast that talks you through what we mean by brand humanization and how can you tap into the power of humanizing your brand. But in a nutshell, you just need to treat other people like human beings and you need to talk to them like human beings. And remember that behind every avatar on Twitter, behind every Facebook profile is a human being. And so when you bring your employees to the front of your brand and you are helping people build their personal brand, you are igniting that human factor within your organization. And it is going to help people be attracted to you and your brand more than probably anything else that you can do because you're putting them out on the front lines. So it's very cool and something that we just see really take businesses to the next level. Next thing is it enables you to build that personal brand and it enables you to help your employees build their personal brand. And we have done a lot of work with our clients around brand advocacy programs. Most organizations are in very early stages of this where they are just getting started. So if you haven't started this within your organization, do not fret. It is You are still an early adopter if you're even thinking about this now. And we are starting to work with some amazing partners that offer technologies and solutions around employee brand advocacy that we will be bringing to you very soon in a partnership model. If you are having difficulty getting support internally with your organization, or even if you work in a small organization and your CEO or your founder just doesn't want to invest in personal branding, I encourage you to download our white paper, which is 10 reasons why personal branding is a requirement, not an option in today's marketplace. And you can go to socialzoomfactor.com dash personal brand. And we will have a ton more resources on this as well rolling out that will also be included in our training modules coming very soon. Next benefit, which is number eight, is that you can build trust and authority with content and relationships. So social media and Twitter enables you 
to much more quickly than traditional marketing build trust and authority. And much of that is because you can communicate and share your content so much more easily than you could in the past. So if you think about days past, how much it would take for somebody to consume your podcast and watch your videos and read your blog posts, that type of thing. Nowadays, we just build this integrated platform and we put our content out there. And once you have nurtured a community that is wanting to hear your information, you don't have to go search for them every day. You basically just put the content out there and then they are are organically coming to you. The SEO is working for you because Google knows that you exist. They know that you are a trusted authority and that content is there for your community that knows, loves, and trusts you to consume on a daily basis. And great example of this is when I post a new blog post or a new podcast, I don't have to go beg people to share it or retweet it. My community has already subscribed to my content. They are already tweeting my content before I can usually get onto my blog and tweet the content because people are subscribed to my RSS feed and a lot of them have it set to auto tweet. So they trust me so much that they know every blog post that is coming out of my blog, every podcast is something that they know they want to share with their audience. So then they sign up through our RSS subscriptions and they automatically share that content with their audiences. And that happens before I even get time to hit publish and go back to the page and send it out and tweet it. So to me, that is just absolutely amazing. And a lot of that comes from the power of building relationships and nurturing those relationships and establishing real trust and authority. Number nine benefit is that it can increase your ROI on all of the other social networks that you're on, as well as your other marketing programs and any owned digital and online assets that you may have. So whether that be websites, whether that be blogs, whether that be microsites or any social networks that you don't own, it is going to help you increase the ROI on every marketing asset and network and platform that you have invested in. Now, it's only going to do this if you have integrated those platforms. And this is why we talk so much about integrated marketing and making sure that you are really leveraging an integrated content calendar, for example, that you have integrated goals, that you have a common set of goals and objectives that you are working to. And and so that your efforts on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and your blog and your podcast and your video marketing, they are all supporting common objectives and goals. And one Once you start to do that, then the results are just exponential because you have an integrated calendar of what you're doing and then all of those things are aligned to your goals and objectives. And so when you want to go launch a new platform, like when we went and launched our Social Zoom Factor podcast, we hit the top of iTunes new and noteworthy within two weeks of launching. And we hit that for all three categories for which we registered. And you can only register your show for three categories. And we are under business, technology, and education. And within two weeks, we were top of charts. And our downloads, everything we're doing is out the roof. Now, that is not happening because of some magical or tricky thing we're doing on iTunes. That is happening because of the investment that we have made in our platform, our integrated platform, in our content over the past 
years in our investment in people and community and relationships. It's everything that we've done. So we didn't get there overnight, but now we know over the past couple of years, everything we launch, we can just do amazing things with that because we have tapped into the power of social and know how to build this integrated platform. So if you don't know how to do that, please get somebody that can help you because it will increase your results exponentially. Your goal is just not to get on Twitter or get on Facebook. You truly want to build this integrated platform so then every tweet that you send can truly be gold for either your business or your life. You know, it's either going to help you connect with cool people, have a great conversation, or it's going to help your business and truly move your life forward. So it will do things like increasing your blog traffic. So if you want to increase your blog traffic. Wow. Twitter is an amazing way to do that. And you can get a lot of traffic to your blog if you do it in the right way and then be able to drive people to the action that you want to drive them to. And that's why how your integrated platform performs, what do your conversion funnels look like? How are you able to convert people and help them be inspired to take that action that you desire for them to take. We get conversion rates between 50% and 83 plus percent on every single conversion form that we have. So those are pretty good numbers and they are not typical for every single business, but it is what we get because we have invested in community. We have invested in amazing content and we have invested within the human beings that we come in contact with. So we truly try to practice what we preach in everything we do. Number 10 is it will generate leads and increase sales. So just with some of the numbers that I shared with you, when we have conversion rates on all of our free offers from minimum of 50% up to 80%, and that's how we're growing our list. We have tripled our list this year, our email subscriber list since January. And Twitter is also going to help you grow community on all of your other platforms. So just as we talked about growing community in general and growing community on Twitter and doing things like tweet chats, it's also going to help you grow community on Facebook and grow community on LinkedIn and Instagram. And so whatever your goals may be, if you're hanging out on Google+, wherever you're trying to grow other communities, you can leverage Twitter to get those people over to that community. And now that doesn't mean that you just set up some auto tweets that send every day and say, please come join my community on Facebook or please come join my community on Google+. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about investing in real human beings and building a community wherever you are and then inspiring them to move to other places with you if that makes sense. Now, we have some communities on specific platforms on Twitter, on Facebook, and I don't push everybody to go to Google Plus that's in my Facebook community all the time because we already have a community that meets once a week on Get Real Chat on Twitter and we meet throughout the week on Facebook as well as Twitter. We're always out there talking to each other. So for me, it just doesn't make sense for me to now go create a duplicated community on Google Plus. I have one there for Get Real Chat, but to be honest, I haven't pushed it a whole lot because there's not really a need. I already have the community that's rocking on Twitter and rocking on Facebook. And so sometimes too much is too much. And so you have to look at it when you're thinking about the ROI of your social networks. You need to really think about where you want people to be. They really don't need to be on three or four different networks with you 
talking about the same thing, seeing your same blog posts, sharing the same conversations that you had on the chat the night before. Really seeing that content once or twice is probably good enough, okay? So I don't want you to overdo it in this area and I want you to make sure that you have specific goals for each platform and being wherever that is that you are focusing on. And remember, your number one goal with social media is to figure out where is your audience hanging out online and how can you go have the most relevant conversation with them that you possibly can? And so that is how you're going to prioritize the social networks that you are investing in. So as you are investing in Twitter, you'll need to decide where you want to take those people as you nurture that relationship with them on Twitter. Is it going to be to your blog? I would highly recommend at minimum you're taking them to your blog. And then is it Facebook? Is it LinkedIn? Is it Pinterest? Where is it Google Plus? That is up to you and it depends on your goals and objectives and where your audience is hanging out. Next thing is that you can do market and product research. This is number 11. And so if you are looking to learn more about your customers, your existing customers, your prospective customers, or your stakeholders, your partners, your competition, whatever it may be, you can learn about all of the above via Twitter. And so it's really easy to do some competitive analysis. It's really easy to do analysis on your existing customers. And we help clients of all sizes do this. And we run reports. We can take a look at your Twitter following and we can give you reports telling you exactly the demographics and who's following you and then do some comparative reports to your competition and to your target customers and that type of thing to really help you put your marketing and social media strategy together. So it's a great way to do social listening. So you can hop on Twitter and just listen to what conversations are happening out there. It's a great way to just learn about your customers so you can better serve them because they're out there talking all the time on these social networks. And with Twitter, it has some amazing search features that you can search for conversations and you can see who is talking about what type of content. And I encourage you to really take the time time to understand your audience and know what they need from you. And you can download our audience worksheet at socialzoomfactor.com slash audience, and it will help you prioritize your audience needs, take a look at your top three audiences, and then really start to align your efforts to your business goals and to the needs of each of those audiences. And that will really help you maximize your investment in all areas of social media and marketing in general. Last but not least is number 12. And Twitter can help you stay up to date with news and trends. And this is because Twitter is just simply an amazing curation platform. And think about this. News doesn't break anymore. It tweets. So where do you go for information? If you go ask anybody out there that uses Twitter on a regular basis and you ask them where they get their news, 90% of them are going to tell you they get it from Twitter. When something happens in even my local neighborhood, we had an issue about four or five months ago where there was an issue with water uh, breakage and there was some sewage or something that had went into our water pipes. And I saw it on the news on TV and it was 11 o'clock at night and the news station said, go check out channel nine, whatever it was, dot com and you can find the information. Well, of course I go to the news channel website and all that comes up is ads and I can't find the information and I'm just wanting to know 
can I or can I not drink my water? I go to Google, everything's outdated. I see how many times over the past few years our county, Osceola County, has had water problems. I then go to Twitter and I type in the search term, whatever it was, Osceola County water problem. And guess what comes up? Within seconds, I am taken to the most recent article that took me directly to the answer. And I found out that my house was not impacted, that it was a few blocks away. I had nothing to worry about. So had I went to Twitter first, I would have been able to save a ton of time, right? But if you look at it from a positive point of view, if you were providing up-to-date information, you start to also become that information source. You can easily become that go-to source of information that people are looking to consume. And even if you're just curating other people's content, you can become that source of information. And you can also really stay up to date with the current trends, what's happening within your industry, what's happening within your local market, what's happening just with local and international news with everything that's going on nowadays. I can go directly to some of my favorite news channels and news sites who have trusted authority with me And I can go straight to them on Twitter now and find out exactly what's going on. And so I encourage you to subscribe to some of your favorite Twitter sources and news sources and go find them out on Twitter and create some lists. And you can make your Twitter list public or private. So create a few lists that you can follow. And that's really going to help you filter through the noise so that you can make sure you're following people that were going to help you in both your life and business. And that's a big part of seeing benefit with Twitter is you need to make sure that you are focused on filtering. Because when you first sign up for Twitter and you start following people, you are going to see a ton of tweets that come into your news stream. And one of the top questions that I always get is, Pam, why are all these tweets going into my news stream? Why are all these people sending me these tweets? And it's a pretty simple answer. They're not sending you the tweets. They're just sending the tweets out to the Twitterverse and you are following them. So you see them in your generic news feed. So it's up to you to make sure that you filter through that noise and that you are looking at only the tweets that you want to look at. All right. And so don't go out there when you're starting to follow people and start yelling at people. You tweet too much. That is the not the way you are going to make new friends. You want to follow the people you want to follow. Make sure you are nice to them. Don't be starting fights out on Twitter, that type of thing, until you really learn that ecosystem. Because although you may think you're helping people and you have found some spammers and you have found people that are being rude, the truth is there's just some weird etiquette out on Twitter of things that are good and what people consider bad that it's kind of good just to listen more than you talk when you first join. And so just create some of these Twitter lists and then start to join the conversation when and how you feel comfortable. And that's why I always recommend joining the Twitter chats because they're a great way for you to start without feeling so intimidated. And we use platforms that enable you to filter those tweets to exactly that hashtag. So if you're looking for a community to help you get started on Twitter, like I said, I encourage you to join our tweet chat every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Just follow the hashtag get real chat and we'll be able to help you get started right then and there when you join us. So I really hope that this podcast today 
gave you an overview of Twitter benefits and some of the reasons why you should really take a look at Twitter for business. I hope if nothing else, I inspired you to do that next double click and to think about maybe if Twitter is something that you can use for your business and that if you have been already using Twitter and not seeing business benefit, which we know that's a lot of you, I hope that this series will inspire you to really get your arms around your strategy and thinking about Twitter in a different way so that you can start to align your efforts and your time spent to your business and life goals and objectives so that you can see a return very, very soon. So I thank you for your time today. I'm honored that you are here with me. I wish you the best of luck in absorbing this information and hopefully integrating it into your business and into your life so you can just go Zoom life out there. Best of luck to you. And that's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Oh,